It's the True Achievements Podcast. It's Gamescom Day 3 edition. We are quite jaded, so apologies for the slightly low tone. <laughs> uh, it's like the fifth day now of not very much sleep and lots of walking. <laughs> lots and lots and lots of walking. I think we've walked like two marathons in, uh, in four days, which is pretty epic. But we've done it for you because we wanted to play more games. So... We had lots of appointments on day three, and we started with For Honour. Dave? Yeah, so it was a hands-on. I was expecting it to be a presentation, but it was actually a hands-on. Um, we got probably, it was four, four on four, we got like two minutes or so to go through like a quick tutorial. Um, they just said get through as much, as, it, as much of it as you can just to get a basic grasp of the controls. It is more. It does go on longer, but because of time constraints, they mm-hmm. kind of cut it short. So I was interested because the the original sh- trailer or when they announced it at E three, E three, yeah, it looked like it was multiplayer only. Then they did some um, single player stuff at this E three, but the the multiplayer, I was a bit wondering how it had worked, and it's it's quite good. The game mode we played, I don't know if there's more game modes or if this is it, but it was like um, a domination in Call of Duty type game mode. There was three points on the map to capture. Um, two of them were pretty empty, you know, it was just like the actual players going to it. The central location, which was B, had like AI characters from both sides rushing in. Mm-hmm. So you had to fight them off and the other, the real players on the enemy to capture that point. And it was quite good, it's quite detailed. Uh, They've made it so you, you, I think it was the right trigger you hold down. No, it was the left trigger you hold down and you got a point of direction to defend, you know, the attacks that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And in the tutorial, it worked really well. But when you're actually fighting somebody in real, uh, <laughs> they're just spamming buttons. They don't yeah. even know what direction they're pressing. <laughs> or so it was a bit difficult to get so around it's, that. Let's just recap. It's set in Well, it's the set past. all over the place. Oh, is it? You've okay. got Vikings, you've got Samurais. It's like warriors from... So it's sort of hand-to-hand combat, not not gun combat. It's all um, melee weapons and things like that. Yeah. Visually, it kind of reminded me of Assassin's Creed, you know, like the actual look and the kind of surroundings. Made by Ubisoft, of course, so that would make sense. But yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would do, to be honest. I was interested. I thought, like I said, I thought it was just going to be a presentation and I was going to learn a bit more about it, but to get the hands-on was good and it was probably one of my highlights of the show, to be honest. Ooh, Okay. And then immediately after Four Honor, I joined you, and we stayed in Ubi's booth, and we went to see what was definitely not one of the highlights no. of the show, uh, which was a bit disappointing, really. It was Watch Dogs 2, which I think most of us were quite looking forward to. Um, I played a bit of the first game. I haven't completed it by a long stretch. Uh, did, have you played any of the first game? Yeah, I reviewed this. Oh, you've reviewed yeah. it? Okay. What did you give it? Okay, yeah, it was a reasonably solid game. I don't think it lived up to the hype from the original trailer, which exactly, we all got yeah, very, very excited at E3. So anyway, we were taken in uh, with two other guys for uh, again a hands-on um, of the new some of the new multiplayer modes, uh, which were called Bounty Hunt, I yeah. think. Um, and the idea was that one of you has a bounty, on, one of the four of us had a bounty on our heads. Um, and it was set up as 2v2, so uh, the person with the bounty also had someone with them that would like help protect them. And then the other team had to try and um, kill them. 
uh, with the help of the police. So it was two on two, but the two hunting also had the police on their side. Which I thought sounded quite exciting. When they were talking to us, it sounded pretty cool. Um, Then the game started, and they showed us all the controls. Like, you've got all the hacking, as you'd expect. So you can quick hack cars, or you can do much more complicated hacking. But they talked us through pretty much everything we needed to do to get this mode started. Um, And then it started, and then within a few seconds, we all started losing connections. And it was really glitchy um, all the time, wasn't it? I mean, it was... It was just a gritty mess. I, I, at one point, I got out of the car, and um, when I was the bounty, when I was the bounty, and the police were chasing me, they got out of their cars, uh, and then half of them were like glitched into walls. Some of them were like floating in the sky. Uh, <laughs> I, one of them, I just kept shooting, like from point blank range with the shotgun, and he just kept running on the spot. Like just, he didn't die. Nothing I could do would kill him, but he wasn't getting any closer to me either. It was very strange. Um, yeah, and it was just all the connection issues made... I mean, you can sort of forgive some of that, because they said it was an alpha, uh, but the connection issues made the the whole point of why we were in there, the whole game, was, was pretty much unplayable. I escaped because the other three players got kicked off the game, <laughs> so I was like, yes! And then I realised that they were all still doing stuff. So um, I don't really know. I suppose they... I suppose it's the case that they know it's Gamescom coming up and they know they have to try and show something. Yeah. Um... So I guess they're going to turn turn up with it in whatever state it happens to be in at the time. But it was, you'd think they really, they should have just cancelled those sessions once yeah, they knew it, it was right. in the work. And visually it didn't look any different than the first, I thought. Did yeah. Did it yeah. anything especially nice or polished about it compared to the first no. one? No. I mean, when did the first one come out? Was it last year? No, no the year before. Ago, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they've had two years to work on this. <laughs> and it's really the same. It feels like it's the same engine. But obviously they've added the multiplayer stuff. Um Hmm. Okay, disappointing. <laughs> anyway, Jack. Yep. At that point, you went to see South Park. Yeah. The fractured butthole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't pronounced that correctly. <laughs> so this is the second South Park game, and it's set a couple of days after the first one finishes. <laughs> you play the new kid again, and it's kind of a fads change from RPG to superheroes. Yeah. And it was a, again, I wasn't expecting a hands-on, but it was a hands-on. Okay. Um, so I got to play it for about 20 minutes or so and you start off as the new kid in Carmen's house you've got to go down to the basement and then kind of become one of the team and get your superhero backstory and stuff which was uh, quite funny <laughs> <laughs> yes I can imagine it's um, amusing and it played just like the first one uh, the battle system's changed a little bit Yeah. so in the first one I believe you were fighting directly in rows so you're on a couple of different rows. Yeah, it's like, ter- it's like a turn-based. Yeah, a bit turn-based. Fight system. So this one, you're on rows again, but you've also got squares, but you can move freely between those. Right. You can only attack, do certain attacks on certain squares. And oh, God, it sounds even more complicated. It, it, <laughs> it, seemed, it seemed to work quite well. Um, I didn't find it too difficult, but... I think it was just quite an easy demo as well, to be honest. I don't know about you, but for that, for me, for that game, I'd have preferred a sort of standard, like real time, like beat 'em up style fighting system. I don't. Yeah. I, it seemed when I was playing the first one, it really seemed to break up the I the think, flow. I think it's so they can kind of get more comedy and humour into it because into if, the fights. Yeah, if yeah, it's all maybe. real time, it doesn't really work. Whereas they can kind of introduce a new character halfway through and right, you can yeah, say something true. funny. 
<laughs> yes. It played just like an episode, or it looked just like an episode again, and it's, yeah. it's going to be good. I think. Yeah, the graphic yeah, is going to be really good. Perfect, aren't Okay, so while you were doing that, Dave and I wandered off to see PlayStation VR. Now, I, this is, I have had very little experience of VR. Um, I did a project at school on VR for my A-levels, uh, which was, to give away my age, about 20, 23 years ago. <laughs> um, and it's fair to say that VR was limited, <laughs> rather, <laughs> rather primitive back then. Uh, it's come on a long way, I'm pleased to tell you. Uh, I, I, I had no interest in VR, and I think you were the same, Dave. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, we went to see two games, Eve Valkyrie and Eve uh, Gunjack. Well done, good memory. <laughs> so I sat down and started with Gunjack, and you sat down and started with Valkyrie. Um, so they're both set in the Eve universe. Gunjack, you put the headset on, and... Um, you're in a, like a fixed um, a gun, I guess, with stuff that's come towards you, sort of like um, a, a VR 3D version of like Space Invaders, I guess, one of those um, standard shooting maps, except you're completely static, and the way you aim is just via your head, so you don't really use the controller apart from anything, um, apart from shooting, you've got two guns, and that was it, and a reload, I think. So left trigger, um, right trigger, and then one button to reload. Um, and I was amazed how good it looked. Like as soon as I put the headset on, I was like, "Wow, it looks totally 3D." And she said, "Like look down." Yeah, that's a and there's like a body there, <laughs> yeah, and it was like, "Whoa!" It's like I can see my my own weird body. I'd lost some weight, which was yeah, which was very little, very little hands, uh, which was a bit freaky. Um, but the freedom of movement and the fact you can just you literally can move your head around in any direction and. The, the, fire in that direction it was really cool and the, the enemies came in like waves it was really simple and I think that really helped that was the first one I played yeah uh, because I didn't have to worry about moving the thing I've the thing I was worried about with VR is that you move your head uh, obviously to look around and then you're using the control to move around and that's a bit of a disconnect for me um, however this was brilliant and I got I got the high score of the of the show so far which was cool um, it's fair to say they were pretty impressed with me <laughs> and um, Dave, you started with Eve Valkyrie, and how was that for you? In terms of uh, like it all worked fine. It the that one you actually had to control your movement with the stick, and then there was a weapon that was like a a homing missile. Yeah, and but you to do it, you had to move your head to lock on to the. That's right. Enemies. You had to keep it in vision for like three seconds. Yeah, and, and it was a bit. I don't know if I was doing something wrong because I was locking on, and there was always like an do you know these triangles to indicate where the enemies are? Yeah, yeah. There's always one of them that was yellow, that so it wouldn't fire, and I didn't know what I never know. managed to fire them at home in myself. So either. I literally spent... I don't think that was what you were doing. But in terms of, I was flying around it, I looked very, very nice. I was rubbish at it. I was absolutely bobbins. I, didn't, <laughs> I just think I made, like, one kill or something like that. Oh, okay. But, yeah, that, I enjoyed the one that you went on first more than that. Yeah, I think I was fortunate in that I chose the simple, just through luck, chose the simpler one with the simpler controls initially. So it got me used to the... Yeah. The looking around because it is quite weird. It's quite, quite an unusual experience. And um, but there's literally no lag at all. It was like really clear. The weird thing for me was I could feel when I blinked. I could feel the lenses rubbing against my eyelids. Right. So the I think the hat was on a bit tight for me. And um, the other weird thing is that she has to like you put the headset on and then 
oh, we, oh sorry, the, the VR goggles, I should call them. And then she had to put on the uh, headset for the audio and hand me the controller. So if you're on your own at home, as I guess many people will be, using their PlayStation VRs, um, it will it, you will require assistance really, or you'll be like, or you'll need to know exactly where you put everything so you can pick it up and put it on again. Anyway, it bodes well. I realise this is a True Trophies, uh, True Achievements podcast, and we're talking about PlayStation, but VR is coming everywhere, everywhere yeah. so it's relevant. I think um, I did quite well in the Eve Valkyrie. I got seven kills. Oh, yeah, well better than me. Yep. <laughs> um, anyway, it was really cool. So I'm probably going to get one. I yeah, think. it was much better than I expected. Me too. And obviously, this is early doors, and I don't know. We were playing for like half an hour, probably not even that. Actually, more like twenty minutes, ten minutes on each. Yeah. And I don't know what the long term, like for you to play it for an hour straight or something, whether that would make you feel a bit woozy or anything. But I came out of it. I didn't yeah. feel any. That was any one thing weirdness. I was like, a bit worried about the noise yeah. thing. Yeah, especially given the hangovers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was good. Check out. So if you do get an opportunity to check out any VR stuff, do it because I was I was really impressed. Converted. <laughs> excuse, excuse, excuse you, Jack. Um, okay, so after that, uh, Jack, you went to see Bethesda. Yep. What did they show us? So this was it wasn't a hands-on. Um, it was sit down and watch two videos with some commentary over the top. Mm-hmm. The first video they showed us was Dishonored Two. Um, which we already know quite a lot about. It's set 15 years after the first one, and it's in Kanaka. Kanakas. <laughs> Big pair um, of them. <laughs> they showed us a couple of different levels from that, and one that hadn't been seen before called the Royal Conservatory. Um, and it looked good. It looked like they've taken it a step further from the first one. It does look quite enjoyable. Um, then the second game, which is one they showed a trailer for at E3 a little bit earlier this year, but there was hardly any other information, was Prey. Ah. Yeah. So went into a little bit more detail. You play a guy called Morgan Yu on the Talos 1 space station, and it's been overrun by an alien threat. Um, and there's just some really cool stuff in it, so they um, were showing just gameplay from it. And he was walking up some stairs, and there was a bin on the stairs, and... Um, commentary about when they said, "Oh, yeah, aliens can mimic objects." Ooh! So you're just moving oh around. God. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Um, then you started shooting the bin, and it turned into an alien. How would you know to do that? Yeah. Uh, which was you, quite amazing. You just have been the whole game shooting. Yeah, everything. just shoot everything. <laughs> so it gave me. I'm gonna be uh, running out of bullets regularly. In the it gave me um, a bit of a dead space vibe. Yes. Um, and it's quite an open-ended structure. They've said. So you can basically go anywhere you want on the space station at any point you want. Did they explain the concept? Well, is it supposed to be a reboot of it's, um, the original? It's a reimagining. Of the a reimagining? Yeah. Wow. Well, to be honest, the original one was... Bobbins. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so, like, we, we've got the IP, so we're yeah. going to forget I the just past. They <laughs> called it Prey 2 or yeah. something completely different, if it was not. Because that wasn't set... Oh, it was set on the space station. That one was weird, you... Was it a native Indian dude? Yeah. In a bar at the start. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Happened, then you got taken. Yeah, I don't think they wanted to carry on from. I don't think they <laughs> left much it of a scope. Else. Did they it? should call it something else. It's weird. Um, but as you're playing the level, you um, the aliens will have abilities, and you can uh, take on some of their abilities as well. Which okay. Is quite cool. So there's one puzzle. He was at a. Um, it's like a ticket booth, 
and there's like a little hole in the glass at the bottom. You, he couldn't get through it as a player, so he mimicked a teacup <laughs> and slid through it, which is <laughs> quite cool. Um, there's a gun in it called the glue gun, which was uh, quite cool as well. And it's had loads of different uses. Uses so he was using it to freeze enemies. Um, there was a, a walkway he wanted to get up onto, um, no stairs up to it. So he shot the wall a couple of times, and it kind of made some blobs on the uh, wall that he could then traverse up. And he was using it to stop pipes as well, so he could get through areas that couldn't. And it seems like a game where they're going to give you a lot of tools to kind of solve problems yourself. And it looks looks like it's going to be really good. I'm quite excited. Wow. Okay. That's cool. Um, it's an unexpected treat yeah, then. Yeah, when you have RPG style abilities as well, so that's quite dead space in that respect as well. Yeah, uh, okay. That was about it. Okay. Uh, good there. Very good. And did I have anything else? Uh, no, that was it. Just those two. Okay. Uh, while you were seeing that, I was still in the Ubisoft area, and I got to get hands-on with Steep, which you'll remember is the uh, snow sports mountain side a game which they showed a bit of at E3, mm -hmm. uh, a trailer of anyway. Um, I didn't really go into this expecting too much. I'm a big fan of SSX and I liked the sort of fun uh, snowboardy elements of SSX and this looked quite moody and serious on the trailer I thought originally and it looked like there might be a lot of walking around um, in snow which would be obviously very very slow and tedious but we, she showed us a video uh, initially, and then we managed to get hands-on with the game. There was four of us playing, and uh, we all appeared in the same world together. So uh, it was really smart, in fact. We started at the top, and the first thing we did was a wingsuit challenge, um, which obviously involves jumping off a high point of a mountain and then like following a, a collection of like points on the mountainside on the way down without trying to crash. Um, I won that, naturally. And then we moved on to, um, it was quite cool as well, because as you, as you, I was like, how am I going to, what am I going to do now, because how am I going to stop once I got to the bottom? Uh, but you pull both triggers, and it's quite like a natural thing, you pull both triggers, and this parachute flies up from behind you, and then you can sort of glide down. That was really cool. And then at any point that you're on the mountain, you can flick between the four sports. So there are, para there's paragliding, wingsuit, as I said, uh, snowboarding and regular skiing. Um, and you can literally swap between them at any point in the game. Um, you can literally just go and start exploring. So um, you get points as you do stuff uh, for like style um, and risk. So if you're skiing through like a forest and you get really close to the trees or you're snowboarding, you do some jumps over rocks, um, any of that stuff, uh, you get extra points and you get multipliers as well. Um, and... You also get bonus points, so you can do all sorts of tricks. So you hold the triggers as you go over jumps and stuff like that, and you you can tweak them and do grabs, do spins, loops, everything. It was really it was really really smart. Um, we had all sorts of all sorts of fun on the mountain. You can set challenges for each other. Uh, the view is amazing. So you've got if you hold down circle, you switch to mountain view, and the camera like pans out miles, so you can see the whole mountain. Uh, but you can literally zoom into any point, and you can actually see skiers skiing down and you can like zoom right into them so you can pan all the way back in like from a, from the map view which is really really smart yeah. um, you open up the mountain by spotting a mountain drop uh, which you get your binoculars out and then it says right there's a mountain drop over there and it's like 5k away 
Um, but you can't unlock it unless you're within something like two two kilometers of it. So you can like pop on the paragliding, jump up, fly over there. Um, and the paraglider is good because I was, I was wondering, I thought everything would be going down, obviously skiing and paragliding, uh, sorry, skiing and snowboarding and wingsuiting is all, is all gravitational downwards. Uh, but the paraglider gets you, gets you over that because you can fly upwards, uh, which is cool. And then once you unlock the area, uh, all the challenges that are part of that area appear and you can fast travel to any of those spots again. So you don't need to worry about getting back up there. Uh, and there's also real-time, sorry, story-driven ones. So we had to film... Uh, an ad so that involved a wingsuit run um, as well so it just gives you a bit more a uh, bit more structure to it as well there's like a bit of a career I guess anyway I thought it was absolutely brilliant I had loads and loads of fun uh, the social stuff was really cool like we could see each other we could challenge each other as we were going down it, it popped up a thing to say someone had beaten my score on the snow park so there's also snow parks set everywhere so you've got proper trick zones do all sorts of fun stuff. It's not as serious as it made it was yeah. made out to be, and it's. Like, you know, I thought it's brilliant. I'm definitely getting it, and it's out in December, uh, which I thought it was going to be another year or something. Or wait, mm-hmm. considering we've only just seen it, so I will definitely p- be picking that up. It was my highlight of the day, apart from PlayStation VR. So SSX was kind of known for its music. Yeah, there was not a single mm-hmm. note of music. But I don't know whether that will change come launch, but it was just the wind going through <laughs> going through the uh, the mountains. Right. Was the only sound I heard, but yeah, it was it was sweet. Um, so I stayed at UB at this point. Oh, you and did. We managed to get into the crew. The crew, the new DLC pack that's coming. So we didn't have a an appointment because it had just been announced at the show. Right, but, but we got in anyway because yeah, they loved so us. They were nice guys, let us in, and it was pretty cool because they run the dinner. And, <laughs> and he said, "Oh, go on, come in. You can have a go now." And he said, there's normally like a, a presentation we do, but he said, just watch the YouTube video. <laughs> so, and he said, so he's like, have you played The Crew? And I said, yeah. I didn't tell him that it was when I was playing you and I couldn't get past the loading screen. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, yeah, I played it. So he's like, okay, so you know what you're doing. So we jumped in. So basically, it's around the premise. A lot of people, community feedback have asked for, they wanted to see something, you know, cops and robbers, style, yeah. a bit of hot pursuit kind of thing. So what they've done is around the whole world, they've dropped these crate locations. And if you're on your own, you can just drive over this crate and it will automatically like alert police to come and chase you. Ooh. Um, if, you're on, if you're on your own, there's nobody around and it's AI you're chasing you, so you've still got something to do. And if, you're, if you've got the game now like, and you don't buy this DLC, you'll always be able to do be like the, the bad guy and rob this crate. But to actually play as the police, you've got to have the DLC to, to, to play as that. Um, so yeah, the, when we were doing it, you've got like a couple of powers. It's not like in Hot Pursuit and things. You had like the spike strips. And oh stuff yeah, yeah. Like. These were like there was. A, I think the police had like an EMP yep. and stuff like that. So it's the, you couldn't like drive in front and just drop a spike and take them off the road. But the crates are located somewhere on road, somewhere off road. So you you got to pick the right vehicle to do it and things. Oh, okay. Um, and then the way we did it, there was two of it. It was like we did like a two on two. So. It was quite cool. If, if I dropped like a speed boost as the racer guy, the other person on my team got the same ability at the same time. So you could kind of, you had to work together to try and, you know, avoid different situations. And like he'd say, oh, I'm in trouble. So you'd have to pop like, uh, I can't We had different tools. So you had to do something to get him out of it and things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was quite good. It's all the same game, but it's new DLC. And it's something do you remember what it was called? The pack? I can't remember. It was something police wasn't yeah. it? 
I can't remember. Uh, it's literally we, we haven't kept up with news here, have we? And it was literally announced. That, no, uh, we haven't had hit. time to do anything. We just saw the door. <laughs> like, can we go in there? Um, okay, and do you know when it's out? Uh, end of this year. No okay, cool. Do you have any idea of pricing for it? No. Nope. Sweet. Okay. Um, after that, you went to see your one of your favourite games of last year, uh, Farming Simulator. Yes, and it was such good fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. Do, do you know, everybody, it's like a, a game that a lot of people sneer at, mm-hmm. but the guy was really passionate about it. And like you said, what was it, like five million players they've got mm-hmm. playing the last one? It's a bit of a guilty pleasure, wasn't it? And you yeah. find it really relaxing yeah, when you're playing it. Yeah, just chilled out, yeah. And a lot of the stuff's very similar to what it is now. They've done some things graphically, aren't they? Because so mm-hmm. Jack came into this with me, because I know he wants to play it really. <laughs> they, they did quite a few they boosted up a lot of the graphic things like that graphic fidelity mm-hmm. made it a bit more realistic in terms of like the stickers and things like mm-hmm. that he was showing us on the back of the um, they've introduced some new crops some of it was quite cool like sunflowers mm. and as like the time of day goes the sunflowers will actually turn towards the sun and mm-hmm. things like that which is yeah. quite cool um, a lot of the, the things they were talking about was all more kind of immersion because they never looked amazing. Mm. They were always, even even the last one looked a bit like it should have been a three sixty game. Yeah. In terms of so what actually is the purpose of the game to just build resources? Yeah, you see, you start off with one farm and you got a tractor and a harvester and you just kind of go and you you build your fleet of vehicles, buy more fields and and. But there's like, even in, in the game, like the price of corn will go up and down. Oh, okay. If you're just growing that and selling that, then it'll go down. Right, okay. So, so you've got like a big diverse. Thing. So yeah, but there's, there's quite a few things. Jack made some pretty detailed notes, I think. Yeah, so uh, they've added female characters to the game. Yeah, okay. So that's a big yeah, thing. Yeah, that was a thing, yeah. Um, you can now change your character's clothing <laughs> slightly. Yeah. A couple of variations. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, it's going to be two maps when it launches. Um, one's an entirely new map. It's called Goldcrest Valley. It's based in the northwest of America. Yeah. So you've got some mountains and different landscapes, and it varies it up a little bit. Um, we've got some more vehicles now, so in total, there's 75 licensed vehicles. Well, that was licensed brands, wasn't it? Mm. Oh, yeah, sorry. Well, yeah. So wow, that's quite a lot. Yes, there's lots of vehicles within them brands. Isn't mm. Um, they've got some dynamic lights on the tractors now, <laughs> right. which uh, is, is crazy because the amount of dynamic lights they've got on some of the tractors is more than they had in the entire world in the previous game, and that's just because of a jump to current gen, one. yeah, mm. and dropping the um, last gen. Okay. Um, right. So at that point, uh, Dave, you went off to go and one get. One thing about that, they were like oh. mods as well. Yeah. Ooh, on Xbox. Xbox One and PlayStation they, 4. They think they're going to be the first game to have mods because Fallout's been pushed back. Oh, has it? Yeah. I didn't even know that. That was on the PS4. Oh, was that on the PS4? Yeah. Okay. They haven't got one that he's going to be the first on the PS4. Okay. okay. Um, Dave, you enough to go and see Sniper Ghost Warrior 3? Yeah, so I played the other two, 1000G in both. Ooh! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> um, so it's um, set in Georgia this time, Georgia as in the country not the state not in America the state. Mm-hmm. Um, the, this one's different in that it's kind of open world 
So rather than previously it was like linear missions, you could go mm-hmm. and approach each mission as you wanted in the past, but it was all mission based and cutscenes and your next mission. Whereas this is, you had like a little cave that was like your base and you, you could go and choose your loadout for the next mission instead of being restricted like you were previously. So it was a bit like uh, the last Call of Duty's where you had like a centralized hub mm-hmm. and you pick what you want, your loadout, right, change yeah. it, and then it gives you a list of targets. You could go after and I think we, we got hands on with it I think I must have picked the wrong target because I was walking for about 10 minutes to get to this place oh, it's like um, real life Dave yeah <laughs> so, finally got over there it's like there's three modes for the game well there's three ways to play the game you can either go in as a sniper and you know play it from distance you can be really stealthy in a but close up and you know put silences on your pistols mm-hmm. and knife people in the back of their heads but <laughs> or you can, if you want to you can go in all guns blazing there's no That'd kind of me. wrong way for it that would be me um, but yeah in terms of everything else was very similar to the one that was the main big difference that they've, they've gone for this time it's all open world and you can kind of go where you want do what you want within um, is it game. is it true that this is an ID title um, I don't think so. The other, no, the I others. think you're thinking of Sniper Elite. In fact, that's no, exactly what I'm thinking of, that's yes. Koch, that's Koch, we saw that. Yeah. Koch Media Cinema. Okay. Um, cool. Would you recommend? You, well, I'll pick it up just because you've got the other two. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it depends. It's a bit... It, to play it properly, you have got to be a bit slower than just storming in. If you go storming in, you will die lots and lots and lots. Oh. So you got... Not you, for me, if, then. If you... It's one of them where, you know, before you get to the area, you can send up, like, a drone and scout the area out and it pinpoints the enemy. So, yeah, if you if you can be a bit patient and you're, like, kind of tactical shooters, I guess, then it, yeah. it'd be interesting. But if not, then you'd probably struggle a bit. Okay. Um, while Dave was seeing that, Jack, you saw The Surge. The Surge. Yeah, so this is a title I haven't heard of it before, um, to be honest. It's due out in 2017, though. And they call it a hardcore action RPG. And it's kind of set in the future, the economy's collapsed, um, and you've just got a new job at a corporation called Creo. And it's your first day on the job, and they're putting your exosuit on, and something goes horribly wrong. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, <coughs> oh, they've got insurance. <laughs> so um, it, it looked quite good, actually. It looked like a little bit of a cross between Dark Souls and Dead Rising. With a little bit of Ooh. rice chucked in. Wow, okay. So, <laughs> um, Dark Souls in the like the aspect that you go out into the world, you find enemies, you kill enemies, then you come across mini-bosses, kill the mini-bosses, then you go back to kind of like a central hub where you can upgrade your weapons and change your abilities and stuff. Um, and at that point, after you've been back there, the kind of grunt enemies respawn, so you can go back out into the world again and uh, keep killing those but when you kill enemies they you kind of like slice off bits of their body parts which is where the ah, dead rice rising. style oh, and rice, yeah. comes in um, and during the demo we were showing he sliced off a guy's head then picked up the head and at that point he had the blueprint for a helmet so he could create that by collecting resources and right. then wear the helmet um, and there's kind of a heavy exploration aspect to it and it looked pretty cool, though. Did you get to play it? play it? No, I didn't get to play it. It was on the show floor, though. Oh, was it? Okay. Playable. Cool. It looked... Um, it was quite a nice surprise, though. And uh, it's um, one thing that I really loved about it. The cutscenes are all in-game. 
So you're playing the game, it just... Oh, okay, it's seamless. Yeah, well, it happens, but you don't have to watch it. You can just wander off, and it's just... (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to allow you to play the way you want to play. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um, And then, you two both saw Gigantic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell us about it. So a lot has changed from the... I think the first time I played it was back at Gamescom last year. Yeah. And then they've had a beta for it. Yes, they have. And they've decided, based on user feedback, just to change some stuff up and make it a little bit um, simpler in some aspects. And hopefully make it a better game. Yeah. Which, um, from what I saw, it did look quite a bit better. They've introduced like power orbs and some new mechanics. Yeah. Because we played it last year and it wasn't brilliant. Yeah, last year it had some uh, rage system and they've stripped that entirely. Wow, okay. Which is quite... It's a, interesting that they're uh, adjusting it so much. Yeah. But I suppose you need you need it to be pretty perfect because it's just online multiplayer constantly, mm-hmm. isn't it? So yeah. Yeah. They've gone for like... A, they want you to... Whoever, what, no matter what kind of games you're into, they want you to be able to play. So there's like um, classes if you like a shooter, mm-hmm. classes if you like... Racing games? No, not quite. <laughs> but classes, if you like, do you know, like hand-to-hand combat, and it must be a nightmare to balance. Yeah, balance must be a nightmare. And the guy we, the, the guy we spoke to, I think he was like the lead designer, and he was like so in depth that a bit, quite a bit of it was going over my head to be honest, because he was so in depth. Because <laughs> you had about was, three was, hours sleep. He was talking about specific scenarios mm-hmm. in the game and how this enemy might do this, and you could do this, and put this into this. <laughs> I was just like. Yeah. <laughs> so in, in terms of the gameplay itself, it's a little bit like Dota and League of Legends, where, well, more like Smite, I suppose. And you have an independent level in each game. Yeah. So as you're playing, you'll level up, and then you can level up your character and branch your character's abilities in different ways. And then as soon as you're in the next game, that's all gone, started oh, right. from scratch. Okay. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Looked good there, it looks like they're definitely on the right track and they're hoping to have another closed beta some point in the near future. The studios had quite a bit of problems, haven't they? Because mm. they were laying off staff and then... But Switch it kinda, Publisher, hasn't it? Yeah, Switch Publisher now. And I don't. they didn't mention anything about Windows 10 now, it's just PC. Yeah. So I think... Oh, okay. So it might still be on Windows 10, but I think it's definitely going to be on Steam and stuff. Mm-hmm. Originally it was just Xbox One, Windows 10. Yeah. Cool, okay, and then the final thing we saw, or you saw, Star Trek Online. Star Trek Online. Yeah. What did, you, did you know anything about this going into it? No, I, like, I only, we only got a booking because uh, the PR contact said, like, this is coming to Xbox One, PS4, so do you fancy jumping in? So, yeah, so I thought, I didn't know if it was a new game or what, but apparently it's been out for years on the mm-hmm. PC. Oh, okay. And it's like an MMO, basically. Yeah. Um, it's all free to play. Yeah, microtransactions just for cosmetic stuff. Right. Um, but you can play through the entire thing without spending a penny, which is quite nice. Okay. But it was quite because I think this guy was also quite high up, and it's from yeah. the same people who made Neverwinter. So okay. They obviously that was free to play, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking to him and like his perspective of how try to get the controls down, you know, to mm-hmm. just having just a on controller the, yeah. and things like that was quite interesting. Well, he was saying they've gone from 72 keys on the keyboard so that's 16. Whoa. Yeah. And but yeah, he, he showed and it did look quite swift. It was yeah. a lot of it was like radial selects, you know, like um, yep. push a button and move it around. 
They've got some quite awesome systems built, so you can actually fly around the galaxy and you find other enemy ships and to shoot and stuff. And with all the abilities you've got on your ships, like the shields and stuff, you can kind of macro them and say, I want this to fire off as soon as I get oh, into battle. Oh, it's crazy. This to fire off if my shields get below 75%. Oh, uh, so you build loads this can of rules fire almost. after this one. Yeah. yeah, but you could change them as well. It was like 75%, 25%, yeah. whatever you want. Mm. Really dynamic. Yeah, you, I mean, you said a lot of it is like Twitch play on the... Mm -hmm. On the PC, and you can still do that now if you want. But if you if you'd rather be a bit less hardcore and probably what yeah. I do, you just set it to do it. And it was he was just doing it as he was getting shot. It was just switching everything around, mm -hmm. and but it's quite in depth because you had to like, do you know, like they always say, like the shields are down and stuff, mm -hmm. and you had to like divert power from your engines to oh, your shields wow. and everything. It was quite in depth. Yeah, but the one thing the one thing you had noticed from the, like the space view, you didn't get any sense of motion. No. It, it looked like he was on like an access rotating around shooting stuff so uh, it's a bit weird but yeah. okay when's that coming out uh, autumn for yeah so, so I don't think an exact date yeah in terms of content there's tons in there there's 500 ships is that next year uh, I'd imagine <laughs> I'm trying to work out what well, it's like it in it was, my head he was playing it on an ex on a non-developer console I think oh, okay and everything was working yeah so, so, so we're probably, probably in full now aren't we Awesome now. Yeah, so it should be yeah. soon. soon. Mm. But in terms of content, there's 500 ships, 70 alien species, um, ground and space. There's 130. Oh, so you go and land on planets and as well. It's, it's the all the based game's on the done episodes. like episodes, yeah. so it, you said it's like watching a, a real another the, episode, the, being in, episodes, in an episode. Yeah. And they kind of swap around from space to Earth and stuff. Yeah. And he went quite a lot into the lighting. Mm -hmm. If you played the PC version, the lighting now is amazing. Right, okay. They've done a lot of work on that. Good. And the console version is also going to release with the first two expansions as part of the base. Yeah. And the third expansion, which is just released on the PC. Will come down the line. Coming out as DLC in the future. Cool. So I think that was the last thing we saw. Yeah. Yep. That was the end of our Gamescom. Any overall opinions of the of the show this year? Uh, it's good. <laughs> Excellent. Pretty good. Pretty good. I think it's been really enjoyable meeting people who I've contacted on emails for a while. So you putting faces to names. Yeah, yeah. Met some new cool people, some pretty high big wigs. Some we have. We've met some really cool people and people that have been really complimentary about the stuff that we do, which is really nice. Um, it's been it's been a really amazing few days. So thanks to everybody that took time to sit with us and talk to us and share your games with us because it's been an amazing experience and uh, I was going to say I can't wait till next year but actually my feet <laughs> my feet need a couple of weeks off I'm going to I'm going to enjoy uh, a couple of days not doing a great deal next week I think um, so thanks for listening I hope you've enjoyed it we've we've had a lot oh let's just quickly do game of the show um, I've played so much I know I it's difficult remember. okay have you got one Dave? All right, I'll go first. I'm going to do a top three and then no oh, particular order. Three, right? okay. <laughs> <laughs> but in no particular order. That's a cop out. Yeah. I'm going to do Steep because I just didn't, it was just such a surprise and um, I just absolutely loved it. Uh, Forza Horizon 3, I knew I was going to love it and I wasn't disappointed. Um, and I'm going to say the VR stuff that we did just because it actually it blew my mind a little bit how good it was. I was, I was not expecting that. So I will be trying to. Um, Hopefully we did try and we did try and get down to Warner Brothers and, and get onto the Batman VR, but the queue was just too long, uh, even in the uh, even in the fast pass queue. So I'm hoping to get into to see them at some point soon. 
so I'll have another because obviously everything I've seen so far is just the Valkyrie uh, the Eve universe so it'd be good to see something a bit different but then my three okay I'll go Forza Horizon 3 what are you going to say Forza Horizon 3 why would I not <laughs> Forza Horizon 3 for honour just because it was good it looked it really good it, everything about it looked really good when I played it and the hands on was a real bonus because I wasn't expecting it and Pez, just because it, ah. it was probably a lot better than I, I've missed it quite a few. Yeah, so have I. And it, it felt and looked a lot better than I imagined it would do, to be honest. Okay, Jack. Okay, I'm going to go Battlefield 1. Ah, nice. Well, that I even amazing. forgot we played that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It reminded me earlier when you were on about the map in Steep, and can you remember yeah. when you were spawning in? That yeah, yeah. From the full map and just yeah. straight down into the game, that was amazing. Um, Forza Horizon. Okay. Uh, classic. Triple build for Forza. Yeah. And probably Sea of Thieves. Sea of oh, Thieves, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I'm not even sure we met. Did we mention that we played Cuphead briefly? Yeah, we did. We did. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Excellent. Well, uh, what an amazing game score. I haven't added up how many games we've played, but it must be between us around forty to fifty, I would guess, which yeah, is easy. a pretty pretty good going. So thanks for joining me over here, and thanks for listening to these shows. If you've listened to all three of them, and you're as hardcore as we are. <laughs> and we'll be back with a regular show next Friday. Yeah, and less tired feet. <laughs> yeah, less tired feet. Hopefully I will stand a little bit more jolly as well. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.